Introduction In the very early hours of June 12, 2016, a 29-year-old man entered the doors of the Pulse nightclub. By some sources, it was claimed to be the gay club on the Orlando scene. It was Latin night. By 2 a.m. in the morning, the event was winding down, but still 300 people were to be found inside. Omar Martin was a New York native to two Afghan parents. He was, by many accounts, not a very well-liked young man. He was mocked for his heritage and his appearance and his behavior towards his classmates, particularly his female classmates, caused such consternation that he was isolated from regular classes. He was expelled from one school following a violent incident and was singled out at his next one for cheering loudly at the destruction of the Twin Towers on September 11th. He later managed to get a degree in criminal justice studies, but failed to become certified as a corrections officer in Florida after showing a precarious fascination with the 2007 Virginia Tech shootings, reportedly asking if it was okay for him to bring a gun to class. From then on, he worked various security jobs, once being moved on from his post at a courthouse after he made unsavory comments about terrorists. By his peers, he was described as many things. He was said to be dutiful but quiet when it came to his prayers. By some whom he protected as a security guard, he was characterized as polite and positive. And by one of his co-workers, he was described as unhinged and preoccupied with thoughts of violence. Omar entered the Pulse nightclub with a Sig Hauer MXC semi-automatic rifle in hand and a Glock 17 semi-automatic pistol by his side. In the three hours that followed, he managed to murder 49 clubgoers and injure 53 more. One-third of those in the nightclub were either massacred or maimed by Omar that night. As calls and messages streamed out from the phones of hostages and victims trapped in toilet cubicles and crevices of the nightclub, one call managed to get through to the police. It was a phone call from Omar himself. He spoke of his admiration for Tamerlan and Zokar Sarnaev, the Boston bombers, Moner and Mohammed Abdu Salah, the first known American suicide bomber in Syria. These men were his idols. He pledged his allegiance to the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, the terrorist organization otherwise known as Daesh, ISIL, or ISIS. By 5.53 a.m., Omar was killed in a shootout, and the explosives he brought with him were destroyed by the police. This was an attack not carried out for ISIS, but in the name of ISIS, and it shows the difficulty of the struggles we face. This is an organization that few know the truth of. The public is not clear about who leads them or where they are being led to. They are to be found in Syria, Iraq, Lebanon, France, the USA, Belgium, and, well, anywhere that people can be found to pledge allegiance to them. The Orlando shooting is where we start our look at ISIS because it's emblematic of the issues we face. Few among us really know what these people stand for or what it means for Omar to claim them as his patrons. Yet immediately following the killing, one thing that was made clear is that they did not represent Islam in any form, as the Twitter hashtag PoundNotAllMuslims was once again fired up. And soon, as usually happens, 
ISIS was forgotten completely from the equation. And we are talking about gun control and American attitudes towards homosexuality. We saw a similar thing happen with the ISIS-endorsed San Bernardino attack that occurred in 2015. And when 130 were killed in the streets and cafes and nightclubs of Paris, we too turned away from ISIS and began talks of censorship and our obligation to refugees. There are ISIS killings nearly every day around the world, and unspeakable acts of mass terror have been carried out on their behalf, on average a few times a month, for the last three years.